Welcome to Shedding Light Hunting Stories Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the average Joe and their legendary hunting stories. I'm your host, Travis Williams. You're listening to episode 115. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Man, there is nothing like a fresh haircut, right? I just got my haircut, feel like a million bucks. You know, you look at your mirror, look in the mirror before that, you're like, oh my gosh, like I need to do something with my life. And then you go get that haircut, you're like, heck yeah. And it lasts for like maybe two days, you know, and then it, it starts going downhill. But right now I'm in that new haircut mode and it feels good. So it has nothing to do with hunting, but I just thought I'd tell you. But <laughs> hope that you guys are having a great spring, things going well for you. Uh, and had a good Easter. We had a great Easter here at church and celebrated uh, all of that. And um, yeah, things are going well. Uh, since the last time I uh, talked about my hunting situation, I sent out 39 letters, like I told you, acquired some properties. And I think the day after I had recorded that podcast, I got a letter in the mail, handwritten in cursive from a sweet lady named Miss Clara. And Miss Clara has given me permission on her 18 acres to hunt. Um, she wrote, uh, I trust that you know the difference between a deer, turkey, and a cow. My neighbor's run uh, cows on my property sometimes, so I, I trust that you know the difference, although I've had some hunters in the past that did not, <laughs> so um, i got to keep my eye out for cows, make sure I don't shoot one, but so that's pretty cool, it, it butts up next to a property that where I've seen about 25 to 30 uh, birds before, and um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I'm going out scouted with my girls, I uh, had a bird gobble uh, the other day, put out some cell cams, and just, uh, just getting ready. I know you boys in the south, you've already been at it, you're having fun, I know Tennessee opened and Alabama and all that, you guys are probably sick of turkey hunting, but here in Ohio, I've got another, oh, about 18 days until I can get into the woods and chase them, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, the other day, I was on Facebook, and my buddy posted a video, and this video had started to go viral over the weekend. You may have seen it. It's a it's a kind of a shocking video. It's not one that you see every day. Uh, there was a guy named Philip Talbot who was going through the Smoky Mountains, going through about uh, Cade Cove area, and came upon um, kind of a shocking scene. There was a full-grown black bear that was trying to take down <laughs> a full-grown wild pig. And if you watch this video, I'm going to drop the link down below. You guys can watch that video before our interview if you want to. It's kind of a, I mean, there's a lot going on in the video. There's kids like in the background in the car that are like, what's happening? There's people yelling out the windows, cars honking. And this is right next to like a, a, a pretty busy road, you know. Um, and so anyhow, I thought, you know what? I want to have Philip on because there's a lot that goes on in this video. And besides just a bear trying to kill a boar, there's people yelling things. I read the comment section it just floors me that there are a lot of people that have no idea that animals like actually attack other animals and that they die deaths that are less than <laughs> less than desirable, at least in our eyes. So we have a really good conversation about that. I think we kind of unpack some things. Maybe it helps us understand a little bit about why some people are anti-hunting, how they view hunters. Uh, but looking at Philip's fro- profile picture, I saw that he also is a, an avid hunter himself, and so we talk a little bit about turkeys. He's already had some success this year, and also some big bucks that he's got. Uh, we have a great conversation. I think that you guys are really going to enjoy this one, kind of a unique episode. So here we go. We're going to jump in. Here is Philip Talbot. Well, joining me from Mobile, Alabama is Philip Talbot. Philip, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. How's things? How's things down in Alabama today? Oh, they're good. Spring has sprung down here. Everything's greening up. 
it's a beautiful day outside everything's going good man yeah yeah you know you guys have already kind of started into the turkey hunting a little bit before us i i was before we hit record we we're talking a little bit like i still got another 24 days and you guys have already been at it so oh <laughs> yeah a little jealous man we've already uh, pulled the trigger down here it's been a good season already we opened up last weekend and i actually had to miss opening day because we were on vacation in the mountains and uh but it all worked out. Yeah, absolutely. So actually, my first two days of hunt was the last two days. Oh, and, man. Uh, yeah, I got one. And my brother got one. So it's been it's been awesome. Oh, man. I want to hear that story. Give us a quick a quick background, you know, so guys can kind of know a little bit about you. Give us a little bit of your background, and then I want to hear what, how things went yesterday. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, I live in, lived, born and raised in Mobile, Alabama. I'm married to my high school sweetheart. I got uh, – I'm 30 years old, 31. I can't. I'm I'm about thirty. Uh, I, I was thinking about that today. I was like, "Am I thirty-three or thirty-four? I'm thirty-four. Oh, yeah, I, 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 if you lose track after a certain period, I'm so. I'm low thirties. Uh, <laughs> I've got two kids. I've got a four-month-old and a four-year-old, and so a lot of my time spent, you know, raising babies, and it's awesome, man. Yeah. So uh, I work I work down at a chemical plant down here. My wife's a wedding photographer. So oh, cool. Yeah, she puts up with a shift worker and a, a hunter, so she's a good woman. Oh man, yeah, my brother works works shift work. He works for a chemical plant too, and I, I, I always have him send me his schedule, especially for I asked for May yesterday because April it doesn't look like we're going to be able to turkey hunt a whole lot together. But I was like, all right, go ahead and send me May because it's just I, I don't work shift work, and it's so confusing to me to try and figure out like, okay, when are you when are you sleeping? When are you awake? That's <laughs> just, right. When are it's you able to hunt? Uh, it's an outdoorsman's really dream because you can hunt you know monday and tuesday or go fishing you know there's a lot of people that aren't in the woods on monday and tuesday so uh mm-hmm. and it works out because my brother works the same shift that i do oh, so wow. we get to you know go hunting and stuff pretty regularly together so it, it is good i mean worst part's being away from your family but yeah hey, we all have to sacrifice absolutely man well, thanks for that introduction. Uh, you said that you said a, you said a trigger was pulled, so I need to hear already in turkey season. So go ahead and tell us. Uh, you'll be the first 2021 turkey story told on this podcast. So go ahead and tell us how that went down. Oh man, it was kind of a crazy story. The first the first morning, I had five <clears throat> five goblin, and they just shut up when they hit the ground. But you know, even when you don't kill one, a turkey hunt when you get on them a little bit mm-hmm. is always fun. My brother texted me a picture. We got two pieces of land. He was on the other one. He sent me a picture. He got one. So uh, the next morning, I went over there with him and uh, really didn't get on anything. We found some tracks in the road and some strut marks. We were looking at that. You know, it's always fun to look at strut marks. And uh, he let out a crow call with his mouth, and boom, it fired off down there on the creek. So we uh, we hauled butt down there. And um, – Man, was, this a, was this a morning hunt or well it, it the morning was was quiet this was actually about 10 30 oh wow yeah yeah so normally if they gobble in the morning you know you got you may not get them but if you can never get them to gobble after lunch i've had pretty good odds that there's mm-hmm. a good chance that you can if, if they will gobble you can kill them a lot of times that's my personal experience mm-hmm. we got down there on the road and then got set up and then all of a sudden it sounded like two you know how that was just almost gobble at the same time but there was just a little bit of a delay <clears throat> we eased up one more time and uh they knew we were there so we just shut up and all of a sudden we're sitting right next to each other and uh i said man i see him coming through the woods 
it looked like two, and then all of a sudden there was three, and they come right. They're just about to get in shooting range, and two more that were completely silent came from the right. My brother was sitting on my right, and I was like, <laughs> they came in the open. I was like, man, I can kill one. He just said, shoot him. So we actually had five gobblers come up on us, and I flopped that one, and that was a, wow. That was exciting. But uh, man, there's nothing like getting on the turkeys like that. It was it was it was awesome. And that he killed awesome. another one this morning, so we're having a great season. <laughs> yeah, already off to a good start. My buddy Trav, that that was his strategy last year. Like he he'd have stuff to do in the mornings, and he likes drinking his coffee in the mornings anyway. And he was talking about yeah. uh, how he'd just go out about maybe ten ten thirty, you know, in the morning. Sometimes he'd hunt till like noon or a little bit after, and he'd just walk and call, walk and call. And, and he he twice he struck up a gobbler, and that gobbler just wanted to die. You know, it's just one yeah. of those. <laughs> if you can catch them in that mid morning when they're lonely, it's that's i'll tell you what that's appealing because i i get up a lot of early mornings and i try and get them off the roost and if they go the other way you're just you're stuck you know that it's right. hard to figure out how to get on them especially if they go on another property so right yeah see my where i was hunting the first day it, it's only 150 acres so i mean you you only have so many options mm-hmm. and we have our lease is considerably a bit bigger than that and uh so you can actually move around and get on multiple sets of birds as long as they're talking Mm. that's awesome man you get me fired up i'm i'm excited and congratulations <laughs> on already getting one done this year that's man that's i sweet. appreciate it it's a it's a good feeling ain't nothing like a good turkey hunt absolutely <laughs> well i'm a guessing that guys that listen to this podcast or listen to this particular episode they may have read the description and they're wanting me to get to a particular story that doesn't necessarily involve uh you know involves prey and predator but not not necessarily you hunting and that that comes back to a video that you took a couple weeks ago <laughs> and of a bear and a boar hog. <laughs> yeah, it, that's the reason I missed opening day, but it all worked out. <laughs> crazy video. I was, I was like, really? We're going on vacation, opening day of turkey season? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's but awesome. Yeah, the video, wow. man, that has been a whirlwind. You wouldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine. And, and if, if for guys that haven't seen that, I'll drop a link down below. If you want to go watch it, viewer discretion advised. It is a graphic video, but I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you're kind of used to hunting and that sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, you, um, let's, I want to go back to the beginning of that story and just kind of hear this from start to present. You know, uh, where were you guys, um, how, how you came upon what you saw, and then we'll kind of get into a little bit of like the reaction after the video. So go, go tell yeah, us sure. what you were doing in the Smoky Mountains and all that good stuff. Oh, I wish it was a more interesting story because it really is the definition of right place, right time. But we'd actually went to Cades Cove in the Smokies uh, that day. It was me and a good friend of mine, uh, Andy, that we went. I went to college with. Mm-hmm. And so our families met up there for vacation. And uh, that was our first day up there. That afternoon, we were going to go up there and have a picnic and whatnot. So we went to Cades Cove and we saw a bear. And we don't have just a whole ton of bears down here. I've seen like one bear in my whole life. <laughs> so bears just isn't something we see all the time. We saw some turkeys strutting and I was thinking back home. I'm like, man, I'm missing turkey season. This is not good. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that was the first thing we saw with big field. We saw some turkey strutting. But anyway, we got done circling Kate's Cove and all that. And uh, we had the boys, me and my friend Andy and my wife and uh, my little girl and them they they were ahead of us we stopped at the store and uh in and out well then we were getting pretty close to the cabin all of a sudden we're driving around I said man that, that's two bears up there on the side of the road 
we get close and we stop. I mean, they're right there. And I noticed, I said, Man, that's a hog, dude. And it was a, a boar hog standing right on the side of the road. And about that time, they we found out they weren't playing with each other. That sucker jumped on that hog and grabbed him by the back of his neck. And I hate that I didn't start recording, like, from the first second. I got a picture. We were, I mean, we were right there up on him. And uh, he pulled up just a little bit. And by that point, they're making all kind of racket that you hear in the video. Yeah. And, uh, and he said, man, why aren't you videoing? I said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I got my phone out, and that's when I started videoing. Yeah. And, uh, man it went to and then y'all know the rest of the story uh it was it was crazy that's pretty much how we got to where we got <laughs> yeah now so a couple questions so you guys so do, do you think the, the had the bear attacked the boar pig and if you haven't seen this you know if you're just listening along this it's a big old black bear attacking a pretty decent sized boar hog yeah you oh, know yeah. wild pig like how did you get there right as he started to attack or had they already been kind of scuffling i mean there was no visible like they hadn't just been tearing up on him. I think he chased him down that hill. Oh, okay. Because when I saw him, they looked like they were running after each other. Like, okay. From the distance, it looked like a, a cub and the, the mama bear playing with each other. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure he had attacked him a little bit, but uh, he hadn't put a hurt on him like he did. It, it was like the beginning of the fight, but I'm pretty sure he just chased – they literally chased right down that hill, and we saw, like, the initial – attack is what it looked like to me wow some people say that you know he looked like he'd been hit by a car and all this and because they i'm telling you before i started video and that hog was fighting it was trying to fight back it didn't take long before he was kind of just standing there he yeah. couldn't really do much when you have a a 400 pound bear locked on the back of your neck yeah but uh yeah i think we pretty much saw the beginning of it okay so yeah i saw yeah. a comment like that where it said i'm the boar hog this is not normal the boar hog must have chased the bears young or something like that people were trying to give some right. sort of reasoning what's what's the reasoning here and I, to me it just seemed like that's a hungry bear and that's a big pile of, of bacon right there <laughs> and yeah absolutely. he's uh he's one to eat it so uh, what 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 brought on the motivation to pull out the camera? I think I probably would have done the same thing, but what's, what's the underlying motivation for wanting to film something like that? For one, it, I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. And I've, I'm the first one. Hey, if I can get a good video, I'll do it. Yeah. And then secondly, Andy's like, dude, why aren't you videoing? So I'm like, <laughs> that's a great point. Why am I not videoing? <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then, once it started going, I mean, I was just, we were in shock. And it was like, how did we happen? This is crazy. We spent all day in case, you know, looking for that. And they quoted me saying, and then we actually see all day right here by the store. And that's absolutely true. It was yeah, crazy. Right off the highway. And so, right I, and so here's, here's where things I thought kind of get interesting in the video. All of a sudden you guys are kind of like stopped in the middle of the road. Right. And there, it seems like was there some cars kind of piling up behind it, a little bit of a traffic jam. Yes, yeah, so the whole time at the beginning, I'm like, I'm feeling bad. I'm like, man, we're stopping up traffic, and I'm not looking at the other cars. Andy, I was in the uh, passenger seat. I'm like, man, should we go? And I'm like, man, yeah, let's go, let's go. Well, he's like, man, everybody's videoing. Like, no, if we drive off, the next one's just gonna pull up and take our spot. Like, it wasn't really mass chaos. Of like we weren't on just a super popular road if right that makes sense i mean there was probably 20 30 cars involved i would say total 
and and everybody was looking. But as you can see in the middle of the video, I get them to pull off to the side to where we're actually not blocking the road. Mm. People behind us could could get by. But yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it was crazy, man. It was it was absolutely crazy. I wish we would have pulled off from the side right from the get go, and I would have recorded right from the get go and turned the phone sideways. People yeah. attacked me for not having the phone the right way. I'm oh, like, good man, grief! Was, in that moment, yeah, yeah, I'm like, and I know better too, uh, man. When you when you're witnessing that, it was crazy. So, a couple other questions that kind of came to my mind as I'm watching this, and uh, first off, it seemed like part of what you guys had to do is keep your kids calm in the back. Like I, I could see the kids, they seemed like that pig is, is obviously squealing. He's, uh, struggling. And this is like, I think about 10 minutes, it seemed like you record. So, yeah. uh, were your kids a little bit <laughs> distraught uh, over what was going on at, at first? And here's the thing, my son, they, they couldn't see it. They really couldn't because we got too far forward and they're both, uh, in seats we didn't unbuckle them and get them out to watch <laughs> mm-hmm. but um see i my son i like to trap and things like that my son has seen me dispatch animals before we he's gone deer hunting with me he's killed a deer with me and all this so he's around that type of stuff these this isn't a little kid who's never seen anything ever have its uh, life taken before yeah. and a lot of people on the internet you know, think I'm just making him witness this crazy murder scene or something, which is not true at all. Yeah. So, uh, but they couldn't actually see it. And it's sound. I mean, the, you know, the sounds that pig, pig is making, they can hear that. So at first my son was like, can we just go? I'm like, we're going to go in a minute, buddy. Like this, it was crazy. <laughs> and then if you listen about three quarters of the video, you hear my son say, this is awesome. So <laughs> it's at first they were a little freaked out, but then, you ask him today, hey, buddy, what was your favorite part of the trip? That hog attacking that bear. So, yeah. I mean. It's it's mother nature. I mean, and it's so, right. it's so, that's just stuff that you don't see because it, I mean, it happens, but you don't see it. And I think, uh, we'll get into that in a second, but I, I want to unpack this a little bit more. I think, um, I was going to ask a question, completely forgot it. I, I think, you know, as so you guys pull off and these, these cars start going by a little bit. Oh, that's what I was going to say. The, the squealing. Yeah. You mentioned that. Yeah. As a, as a kid, my least favorite thing as a kid in the world was butchering hogs. My family butchered hogs every year. Wow. And I, I tell you what, the, when it, it didn't matter, you they'd make a kill shot on a pig and it would still squeal, you know, and right. that, that is just one of those noises that it doesn't matter. You always assume a pig is like in pain whenever you hear him squeal and they could just be squealing for fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Absolutely. It's, it's just a terrible noise. So I think that's probably part of the reaction. Um, at one point you pull off. Uh-huh. and cars start going by and some cars start beeping were people beeping because they were mad at the traffic jam or were they beeping at the bear what was the honking going on during that so yeah there was beeping for every reason you could imagine and at the time i wasn't really that focused on it i was i was looking at the camera like trying to get a good video <laughs> but there were people honking because and you can hear people in the video saying run piggy run like they were trying to, I guess, break the fight up. Yeah. And then I think some people were, they were, it was kind of at a curve too. Some people were, even if you're only 10, 15 cars back, you can't tell what's going on. And so there were some people who went by like, man, what are y'all doing? And I guarantee you, as they went by, they saw, Oh my goodness, there's a, no wonder y'all are stopped. So, but yeah, there, there are some people who were, who were uh, trying to honk to, to actually break that, 
that fight up between, between the hog and the bear, which um, I guess they eventually succeeded, but it was yeah. pretty much over at that point. That, that was the part that kind of caught my interest. Part of the reason I reached out to you, because I, I thought, you know, you're watching this, you're videoing this thing, and it, it's so crazy that this is happening right next to a, a road, you know, a, a yep. highway. Oh, yeah. And then somebody yells out, run, piggy, run. And I, I at that point, I was like, man, I, I hate to do this. I try not to do this, but I have to read the comment section. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and as I went through that comment section, I was... I know that there's a lot of people that don't understand what really happens in the woods, but I was pretty floored with the amount of comments. And you, this video has gotten a lot of views, a lot of, you know, publicity. Um, I I was a little, were you kind of taken back to by people that felt like the bear was maybe the villain in this story that the pig, how how did you respond to that type (laughs) of thing? Cause that's what shocked me the most was the amount of people that just said, I feel so bad for the pig. How, you know, somebody needs to fight the bear. And I'm like, that's a terrible idea. Right there. I've literally gotten, it depends. You can be on team bear or you could be on team little poor piggy or <laughs> like I personally had a dog. We took on a deer drive that got its side ripped open from one of these poor little piggies. And yeah. uh, the, luckily we saved the dog's life, but I've been around these poor little piggies my whole life. And I, I never got the sense of I feel bad for that thinking, oh, that's just the way way I was raised and experience I've had with these things. Yeah. But yeah, the the diversity of, of comments, like I mean, people saying, Why didn't you shoot that hog? Okay, well, for one, I'm not gonna discharge a weapon from a public road in a state I don't live in <laughs> at wildlife. I mean, why didn't you get out and throw rocks at it? Like, are you crazy? I'm not getting out of the car with that thing right there. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's crazy. There's been so many comments. And then the I hate mail. And when I took this video, I never in a million years was thinking, wow, people are going to hate me for this. You know, that, that just didn't cross my mind. And the people personally messaged me and just saying how sick of a person I am and how could, how could I not save that pig's life? how could I not get out and, and do something? It literally, it blew my mind And the comments or the, I mean, personal messages, not just comments. They're still coming in today. It's almost at 4 million views. And, uh, when I first posted the video, I was like, or when I took it, I was like, man, this thing could go viral. Like you even posted that really, in the comment, like in the section, there, the description, like you knew you had something that was probably right. going to spread around. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I guess I really didn't, I guess when it started to actually go viral, then it was, it was real, you know, and uh, man, it took off like wildfire. I tell you what, it's, it's finally slowed down some now, but um, hmm. yeah, just the diversity of comments and people out there thinking like, they just don't really comprehend how nature works. Like yeah. that's how that, I mean, that particular day that may not be normal behavior for him. I don't know that but how that bear was going to eat, feed his family. You know, this isn't one giant Disney movie. Yeah. It's it's crazy, man. (laughs) And I mean, you mentioned Disney. That's that may be what affects us a little bit. I I think there's so many people, one, they don't know where their food comes from. So they, they, they'll eat a burger. um, They'll eat chicken every day and never once think that that was a living animal. They don't ever make that comprehension. And then they don't, you watch, uh, you watch some of these real beautiful, well done, you know, doc- documentaries on your Discovery Channel or History Channel of these animals, and it seems like they kind of some of them will show the kill, you know, a lion eating a zebra, 
But right. most of the time, it seems like anymore, a lot of these, they'll cut away from that. They'll show like the before and they don't, they don't show the kill. And granted, that's, it's, it's, it's gruesome. It's hard to watch a pig get, you know, eaten by a bear in some ways, you know, you feel bad. I don't know if you feel bad, but for me personally, I mean, there's, there's a little bit, obviously that pig is going through a rough, (laughs) rough end of life. That's a, that's a real rough way to go. So there was part of me like, yeah, I can understand where people are coming from, but it just blows me, blow me, blows me away that some people just don't comprehend that in wild animals usually don't have a pretty end, you know? No, the only humane kill is when a hunter with a rifle or a bow, whatever takes an animal quickly. When other animals kill their animals, they're not worried about being humane. Yeah. <laughs> they're worried about, you know, killing the animal and whatever noises that comes out of it is just what happens. Uh, so you bring up a good point there. <laughs> <laughs> so this is kind of where I wanted to go with this too. Do you think, this is what crossed my mind and never kind of occurred to me. Do you think that because we video our hunts or people see videos of hunters killing things, and obviously most people haven't seen a bear kill a boar in the wild. That's why we are kind of painted as the, um, you know, from anti hunters and maybe even just as non hunters, people just don't understand how we could kill an animal. Do you think that maybe plays a role in that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, people look at that video and like this, see, this is what hunters do to animals, you know, which is, it's totally the opposite, but Oh yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. It's, it's crazy, man. Yeah. I, I, that's just what hit me. I, I think so many people don't recognize, okay, this is the way God <laughs> yeah. created nature. And, um, it's hard for us to kind of fathom that, but there's predator, there's prey. Um, and you know, as hunters, like you said, it's our, how many hours do we spend trying to make sure that we make a clean ethical kill shot? It doesn't always pan out. It doesn't, everybody makes mistakes in the heat of the moment, but that is the goal. Like where our goal is to end an animal's life way faster than 10 minutes. Like we want it to be 10 seconds or less is what we're hoping for. And um, I, I don't know that everybody, gr- you know, grasp that or understand that about hunters, that that's a lot. We spent a lot of hours practicing, uh, you know, our craft so that we can do that well and effectively. Right. That's another big uh, topic of comment is that people were mad because we were interfering with nature. Mm-hmm. And, you know, i really, I just don't really agree with that. I mean, this is on the side of a public, if I had like, you know, they act like we went in there and found where this bear liked to eat its supper. We went in there and disrupted, you know, (laughs) it's dinner time. It wasn't like that at all. We, we, we stopped because we thought it was two bears playing with each other and it happened to be a bear attacking a hog. And I mean, that's just the way, of course I'm going to video. That's amazing. Like we get to witness something like that to me. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, that's what I thought. I didn't. I mean, yeah, the pig squealing it, but that's that's nature. That's just the way I am. I don't know. Yeah, I I agree. I, whenever I, that I talk about those Discovery Channel thing, one of my favorite thing to watch is whenever they have Predator Week and they show these crazy like a crocodile coming up to eat right. a wildebeest or something. I I like to watch it. It's not because I'm like I, I have a blood thirst or I like watching animals die. It's because it's true. It's it's reality. Right. It's it's what actually happens. And Disney and some of these other shows they paint a picture that's just not not true so sometimes whenever you see a video like yours or others where it's like an animal is eating another animal i watched one a while back um uh the meat eater highlighted it was about a, a bear eating or attacking an elk that was trying to cross a river and you watch that i mean it's wow 
it's brutal. I mean, it's bear. I mean, it's probably less brutal than yours in some ways because the bear basically drowns this elk. Right. Um, you know, and you watch that and you're just like, that is, that probably happens way more than what we ever know, but we just don't catch it on video. Right. So exactly. you see something like that. And to me, it's just incredible, you know, incredible video. And it's, um, and I don't know if enjoyable is the right word, but it just gives you a sense of appreciation for these yeah. creatures, you know, so, and what yeah. they're capable of. It's not that I enjoyed the pig's suffering. And that's what these people were, are, you know, acting like, man, you're so, you know, messed up. You, you, how could you sit there and watch that? And it's not that. It's just like you're getting to see nature at its finest. Like, and that's just not a sight that many have got to see. Yeah. Right place, right time for me. And I'm, you know, I've decided to video it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I, I just, yeah, that video is incredible. Um, any other like uh, crazy things came about the video? I want to get into some of your, kind of your personal background a little bit with some hunting stories that you have. Um, but anything else on the video that kind of comes to mind? Any, uh, have you been on TV yet? I was, I was trying to beat you before you got on like Meat Eater and some of these other more <laughs> popular podcasts, you know, but anything else kind of came about from the bear and the boar? Yeah, no, uh, I haven't talked to anybody. The news was before you. That was pretty much it. And then, um, uh, yeah, Mediator did share the story, which was pretty cool. But yeah. I hadn't got to talk to anybody. You're the first that I've actually got to to talk to. All right, guys. So this is your exclusive interview with Philip Talbot. I want you to know you heard it here first. All right, because I <laughs> I'm I the a... guy with the bear and hog video. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Well, now you have a YouTube channel, right? You do. You have done. I've watched. I've watched some of it. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah, that? You know, I enjoy watching different outdoor guys, and it's just been a dream of mine to be able to hunt on camera. And I, I watch these different hunting channels on YouTube that you know, share what they do with food plots and trapping. I just really enjoy that. And I would like to be that guy. I mean, it, it sounds fun. Time constraints is a big part of why I don't get to spend more time on it, but I have made a few videos and uh, I really enjoy doing food plots and the whole no-till and all that. That's I'm really into that a lot and uh, trapping. So I have made a few videos and I did post a video on my channel. I've it's it's literally blowing up because of this bear video yeah and uh so yeah i do have a uh <clears throat> excuse me uh old skull outdoors uh youtube channel um so it's actually kind of motivated me to put some more content on there um i kind of get motivated with it then i don't and mm. so that that's kind of kind of where it's at right now old but, old old skull outdoors right yeah, old skull outdoors. I like that name. That's cool. I appreciate it. Yeah, I actually do European mounts. Okay. Uh, mainly for just like friends and stuff. I don't really advertise once again time. Um, and I, I started doing them and I, I called it old skull creations. Uh, and then that's kind of, I was like, man, that's a pretty cool name. So that's where that came I from. I do. I like that a lot. That's cool. I appreciate it. Well, I want to get back a little bit into hear a couple more of your hunting stories. Um, you know, we talk about turkeys, but also just kind of how did you get into hunting, Philip? What kind of drew you to it? So, yeah, um, I grew up and my dad, you know, he really enjoyed the outdoors. And I started going with him when I was four or five years old. <laughs> I got a, uh, an older brother. He's he's 12 years older than me. <clears throat> so, uh yeah, that's, that's pretty much where my love for the outdoors came. You know, it was just natural. That's what we do. We had deer heads hanging in the living room. We ate fried <laughs> deer meat. We ate deer sausage for breakfast. Like, that's just how I was raised. And yeah. um, 
my dad passed away when I was 11 years old and my brother helped, you know, continue to raise me in that environment. And, um, that, it was just natural. That's really all I knew. I guess I didn't really have a choice in the matter. It's <laughs> <laughs> just part of yeah, DNA I, and, and, and being right. raised there, huh? And I, I went to school in Arkansas. And so I learned how, what a real duck hunting was. We don't have real duck hunting down here in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I got to appreciate all that and, and trout fishing and the rivers. And I've just loved the outdoors my whole life. Mm. Do, you, do you remember one of those first animals that you were able to harvest? Sure. Yeah, actually, uh, I mean, my first animal that I was, my first deer I ever killed was just a dove. It was just a normal old story. You know, I actually was with my brother. Um, when my dad passed away, it was going to be my turn to, we were going hunting that weekend and I was going to be on the trigger. And, uh, what happened happened then anyway, my brother, he, he ended up taking me. And so that deer was, it was really memorable. It was that year. Oh, wow. And, uh, I shot my first doe and that was it i've been hooked ever since <laughs> <laughs> well it, guys before that but now i'm really hooked yeah absolutely well I, I mean whenever i saw you video this i thought okay I, this would be kind of a kind of neat for a, a podcast but then I, I looked you up and there's a profile picture of you and it's not a little doe um <laughs> <laughs> yeah there, right. there's a there's some tines and some uh, mass and there's a buck right there so i'm kind of curious about the story behind that profile picture philip what what, yeah. what went down there so yeah 20 what is this 2021 yeah it's been my year so far um so alabama i don't know how many listeners you got down here but our rut doesn't happen until like february mm-hmm. <laughs> into january february so it's like it's pretty crazy when they restocked the deer down here back in the i can't remember how long ago that was but our rut is messed up. We have rut where you can literally chase the rut around the state. It's crazy. Yeah. But down here, it's really late. And, um, so, uh, that leased property I was talking about earlier. Um, it was like, he came out of outer space. <laughs> we, uh, all of a sudden about our, our season ends the 10th, February 10th, about mm-hmm. February 2nd, this deer showed up on camera and it was like, Oh my goodness. Jaw dropping. I mean, our our big deer around here we don't really get just we don't have 150s walking around right consistently that's just and this the deer that i killed i measured him i'm not a professional but he was 148 and 78 so i call him 150 absolutely (laughs) and uh so we got him on camera and and he was just walking around in the daylight just getting his picture taken and all our different food plots and it was just like oh my goodness Mm. And it was had, just, you, had you seen him before? Have you had a history no, with this deer? No, that's what I was saying. It's like he dropped out of outer space. Like, mm. what in the world? <laughs> and uh, we had him on four different cameras. And our land is mostly just, it's timber company land, pines, and uh, some hardwood creeks, and, and food plots is mainly what it's consisted of. Okay. That's a lot of what Alabama hunting is. Uh, yeah. We don't have just big, huge blocks of contiguous timber anymore. So uh, you, you have this buck show up on... Uh, yeah trail cam unexpectedly are you what season is in at this point are you going in with a bow or going in with a gun how what's Uh, your what's your plan of attack here okay that's i'm a i'm a rifle guy i haven't killed enough 150 inch bucks to sit with a bow (laughs) 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 get out of me reaching out and touching them yeah yeah so well the places we had the pictures of um the wind was only good for one spot. And of course my brother raised his hand. I'll volunteer to go there for us first. I'm like, okay, 
that's cool. <laughs> so um, I actually went to another place. We didn't have his picture, nothing, but it's just notoriously a good spot. And uh, we had so we had had his picture what two three days now, and uh, this is the first chance we're going to hunt since we got his picture. And sure enough, seven o'clock that morning, he came walking out down the road. And my heart, <laughs> I've never been shaking. I knew it was him immediately. It was crazy. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I had to watch him for about three minutes. So a limb was hanging in my way, and he was he was just facing me. You know, I didn't really want to shoot him in the chest. <laughs> and so he finally gave me a little quarter and shot, and uh, I dropped him. And, man, I went to – I got a reaction video. That's what I need to post, <laughs> my reaction video after I shot him. And so I was doing everything I could to contact my brother. It's a terrible signal up there. I finally got a hold to him. He was like, you're lying. You're lying. <laughs> and he came over there, man. We, we celebrated the rest of the day. And oh, uh, I lost all motivation to hunt. It was like, all right, I'm done. I'm good for the year. <laughs> so, now, that was my best buck to date by probably 25 inches. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, man, he just he dwarfs anything I ever killed. Oh man! I actually, awesome. I've already got the. Uh, I, I had to get him mounted. I had no choice. <laughs> so I actually already got the the shoulder mount back. Got an amazing job. So he's he's already in my room. <laughs> oh, congratulations, man! Yeah, That's awesome. It was awesome. It was a uh, man. I will never ever forget that hunt. That was amazing. It really sounds like you and your brother are pretty tied together through the outdoors. Is what? It, oh, absolutely. Yeah, like I said, he really he really continued raising me hunting and I, I'll tell another story um so in college I would come home and he's got some property that he lives on and he would let me hunt so there was this one particular deer that he had shot an eight point and uh it got away from him with his bow and uh came back the next night on camera with a big old softball sized knot mm. So I didn't see it the rest of the year. This is the following year. So one year later, he, he's got a couple bucks coming in. He lets me hunt his property. I was home for Thanksgiving break. And uh, he sent me down there. He's like, yeah, there's this one buck. So anyway, I'm sitting there and three eight points come out. <laughs> the first one gets by me. I shoot the second one. And uh, I said, man, dude, I just smoked a big one. And we, I said, it's the second one on camera because it walked right in front of that camera. He went to that, he went to that, uh, we pulled the car and everything. He's like, that's my bug. <laughs> <laughs> it had just showed back up and I smoked it with my bow. Oh, and, man. uh, so yeah, we have a lot of awesome stories together. I th he's probably still mad at me for that one. I got that one mounted too. <laughs> that's awesome. That's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, he hadn't had the buck on camera since last year, the night after he shot it with a softball size knot on his shoulder. You mm -hmm. can't believe what them things can oh yeah and live through man it's amazing when we cleaned and we were looking for the broadhead and we couldn't <laughs> find nothing but i mean it was you know 100 him wow that's cool what What was your no i'm curious what's your brother's reaction whenever you tell him about this bear story did you send him the video like how, how did that go <laughs> yeah he would more or less just like holy cow dude like, where, <laughs> what? oh my goodness and i was like I would text him like, dude, this thing is going viral right now. And all my, <laughs> all my friends are texting me like, dude, where, this is nuts. Yeah. It's, it was crazy. Oh, like I said, we've got plenty of hogs down here. And we actually have bears around where I live. But I hunt two hours north of where I live. We don't have bears up there. So yeah. 
uh, it was just a, <laughs> it was a crazy thing, man. And people, mm-hmm. all my friends and non-friends too on Facebook, just it's it's just blown up, man. Never expect, expected to get like four million views. I tell you what, shedding light outdoors, we need to find something like that because it seems like it's helped your YouTube channel out. So maybe if oh, I can, man. I need to find a, uh, you know, mountain lion attacking some weird animal, you know, a turkey or something. I'll... <laughs> hey, that's what you need one viral video and it will go crazy. I can promise you. Oh man! Well, congratulations on that, and I'm really pumped for you in that video. And just, I mean, so I'm sure that there's been negativity, like you said, but hopefully there's been some good things too, and right. some good conversations. Right. And, and with anything else, I hope it does get people. Maybe this podcast, if they listen to it, gets people thinking a little bit about you know, um, you know, just the reality of nature. And I, I think the thing that the other part we didn't talk about this, maybe wrap up with this is I, I noticed that there seemed to be some people on the comment section that were hunters that were kind of provoking a little bit too. <laughs> oh yeah. There's plenty of people stirring the pot. Yeah. Like <laughs> Absolutely. The bear loves bacon comments. And there was a lot of people that uh, kind of, yeah, they kind of painted hunters maybe in a little bit of a bad light. And I think that's something that I, I saw as I watched. I was like, you know, there was one lady that wrote, I, I actually commented once on, on one of the comments and the lady wrote that <laughs> it was just, it was brutal and it was terrible and they felt so bad or whatever. And I wrote and I said, you know, I get where you're coming from. I, it is kind of hard sometimes to watch mother nature and parts of it. I was like, but my question is, do you have any sympathy for the bear? Like when was, obviously he's hungry. I mean, if he's attacking this thing down next to a road, he's, is there any sympathy? So right. I tried to use it as a way and she never wrote back and probably never looked at my comment and probably thinks I'm an idiot. But, you know, I, I think one of the things that we need to keep in mind is, you know, maybe not even there's always going to be anti hunters and you're probably never going to convince them otherwise. Like they just have it in their heads that we're evil, but there's also that yeah. group of like non hunters. They're not against it. So how do we come across them? That's something I kind of thought of too, as I was going through that is maybe there's a better way that we can represent ourselves and not try and stir the pot as much, so to speak. I wish I knew the answer to that question because that would be great. Yeah. It it just seems like so many people have their minds predetermined. I mean, they're not going to like hunters. They're you know that's just that's just not the way it's going to be. You know, yeah. and people just have the a total misconception of what hunters actually are and what they do for wildlife too, which is yeah, that's a whole another battle. But yeah. you know, I really I really don't know what the answer is to that. But yeah. definitely probably not provoking with you know like <laughs> that's what they yeah not the best approach yeah calling them tree hungers and making fun of them because they feel bad for the pig probably isn't right. the best best approach but you know and you uh, gotta know going in you're probably not gonna change anybody's opinion by comment on uh a facebook video not, no one's gonna see the light like you know what you're right i didn't think about that because yeah. you posted a, a little you know comment back so i've done my best if i made a couple comments at first and after that i just kind of let it go i'm not responding i'm just like there's so many different opinions and it just blew me away that there was that many people out there that just that i'm not getting out there and breaking up that fight (laughs) do you know what happens whenever you try and steal your dog's food like or an animal that's eating something that's the worst time to try and intervene right and that bear i mean there's a lot of noises on there you couldn't hear real good that i could hear that sucker i'm not getting out there with that bear yeah Mm -hmm. that was uh that was crazy apparently and then through the comments i've learned a little bit about bears and i don't know if this is true or not but apparently they're just not proficient killers that's not what they do they will just assume eat you alive i don't know if that's true or not but it looked to be true to me yeah yeah 
Well, I, and I hope, you know, you said that the bear or somebody on the video said, hopefully the bear comes back and, and claims the kill. Cause that pig is not recovering run piggy right. run. Sorry. That pig isn't going anywhere. He's, he's toast no. at that point, you know? And so yeah. I can't say for sure. Cause I wasn't there, but we used the road the very next morning and the hog was gone. Yeah. So it looked to me like the bear was going to catch his breath and then get him up the mountain after that. Yeah. Well, Philip, that's an awesome video, and I appreciate you coming on and, and talking about that, also sharing some of your hunting experiences. And I tell you what, congratulations on the, the turkey already. That's that's pretty awesome. So, Man, I appreciate it. I hope to at least get one more. Yeah. Uh, so if well, not, hey, I'm good. I've, I've got mine. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd encourage you guys to go check out Old Skull Outdoors over on YouTube, and uh, hopefully maybe see some videos coming up here in the near future. Yeah, and Philip, yeah. I want to thank you for your time today. Thanks, man. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I feel like just a celebrity. You know, <laughs> I'm the guy that was in the right place at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and thank your buddy for telling you to pull out your camera, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, there was actually a car behind me. I, one of my friends had texted me. He said, looks like... Cause I text my friends the video first. I didn't post it the first day. It was actually a day later. And there was another angle of it. And I was like, Oh no way. I got a better angle than that. <laughs> That's actually when I posted it. <laughs> and, uh, so I guess my angle was the favorite because I haven't seen any of the other, uh, cars. Yeah. Me neither. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, thank you, Philip. Appreciate yeah, it. Man. And we'll, uh, we'll chat with you soon, man. Have a great day. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Right, bye bye. It is amazing to me how sometimes we see videos like that and it reminds us of what actually happens in nature. Um, I'm assuming if you're listening to the show, you're a hunter and you probably see some of this stuff. You know, we, from time to time, I've, I've caught glimpses of this on trail cams of like a pack of coyotes ripping apart a, a baby fawn. And I mean, nature can be brutal. And I think that's what's hard for some people to grasp that every once in a while they get just that little glimpse of it and it and they don't understand it. And I, and I think the same thing is actually true of the spiritual world. Um, I think if we could kind of just peel back the layer a little bit, kind of rip that hole in the fabric of our universe and poke our heads through, we would be shocked at what is going on behind the scenes. Uh, there's a story in the Bible that just floors me. There's this king of Syria in 2 Kings chapter 6, and he wants to go to war against God's people of Israel. Uh, the only issue is there's this guy that's given him trouble named Elisha. Elisha is this prophet, and his own men, the Syria guy, his, his men are like, Elisha is telling the king of Israel stuff that you say in your bedroom. Like, he knows what you're going to do before you do it. And so his solution is, well, let's go take this guy out. And they surround the city. They lay siege to the city. And verse 15, there's a servant of this Elisha guy. And when the servant of the man of God rose up early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? This guy's scared to death. And Elisha says, Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Um, it's just an incredible scene. This this servant is just scared because he what he sees is what's right in front of him. And then Elisha says, open his eyes so that he can see what's going on behind the scenes. And behind the scenes, there is an army <laughs> of flaming horses and angels that are there to protect Elisha. The people come down, they're struck with blindness. Going to, it, it does not end well for the Syrians that are attacking. Let's just put it that way. I think with us sometimes... 
we're stuck looking at the, the, the world as it is, kind of a limited view, limited perspective. But I think that's why we don't, we underestimate that power of prayer. There is stuff going on that we can't see. There, there's a young lady that I've been talking to that's just really been struggling, and I won't get into the details, but I've been trying to encourage her and help her, and I mean, just no hope whatsoever. And I just was praying, God, open her eyes to, to what she needs to do. She's about to make some bad choices. And she wrote to me yesterday in a text message said, hey, all of a sudden something just happened. I was at this Bible study, something clicked in my mind, and I finally see what you and other people have been trying to tell me, and I finally have peace about it. That, that to me, there was a battle going on behind the scenes that I couldn't see, but I prayed about it, and I don't know if that <laughs> more angels show up to fight that demon in her life or what's going on, but... I think there's power in prayer, and we need to know that, that there's there's spiritual forces at play in this world that we don't understand, and that's why it's so important to be connected to God and what the truth is in the Bible. Um, otherwise, I'm left I'm leaving myself open to these other things. So, every once in a while, we get that little glimpse. <laughs> God shows us, hey, there's more going on behind the scenes, and you need to be aware of it. Don't be blind to that. Guys, I want to thank you so much for listening to another episode. Uh, I want to point you over to our YouTube channel. We've really released some of our turkey videos. My muzzleloader video, I believe, is going to come out this week. I've been working on that, trying to get the quality up on it. And uh, new stuff that we're putting out there. Of course, turkey season right around the corner. I anticipate that we will have a, uh, some turkeys down and some videos with that. So hit subscribe. If you guys ever want to come on the show, send me an email at sheddinglightod at gmail.com. Would love to have you. Thanks for listening. Hope that you come back next week for another episode. And until then, remember to shed the light.